Welcome into the latest edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Talk Show. Justin Hall here with you. We are on the ground at the Vision 24 National Conservative Forum at the North Charleston Convention Center. I am joined, obviously, not by Mitch Prosser, joined by Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Senator Blackburn will be on stage shortly at the time of this recording. Uh, but we're glad you're joining us here on Facebook, on YouTube, on the app, on the website, or via Apple Podcast or Spotify. Thank you so much for watching. So what we're, what we're doing here with each speaker that comes through is, as time allows, we're trying to have a conversation with them about some of the issues that matter to them and what they're fighting for you as South Carolinians, Americans on Capitol Hill and in their former governor's offices or governor's offices, wherever it is, because they are public servants. So, Senator, first of all, welcome to Charleston. Thank I'm glad you. you're here with Delighted us. Delighted to join you. What a great idea to have this. And it wasn't mine. I won't take credit for it. <laughs> I won't take credit for it. But it, it is it is wonderful to have all of you guys in one room uh, talking to folks at Palmetto Family, obviously, as we talked about off camera. Uh, it's important to know what the issues are, why they matter, what the Bible says about them, and then what folks can do about them. And that's so important. So let's get into some big issues here. Uh, These might not be so much of what you can do about them necessarily, except voting. We'll get to that in a second. Senator, let's start. We did a podcast and we did a documentary on the fentanyl crisis in South Carolina. Over 1,100 South Carolinians died in 2021 due to fentanyl overdose and and due to opioid overdose. A lot of that deals with the southern border. You guys have had hearings on this on Capitol Hill recently, and, and it appears that in the last three years, our border has become wide open and unsustainable to stop the inpouring. Can you can you explain to our folks who are watching, as a senator who's been in these hearings and hearing from expert witnesses, what's going on on our southern border? What is going on is the Biden border policy is very intentional. It is to have that open border. We have a secretary of Homeland Security who doesn't believe in securing the homeland. So Because of that, as the Border Patrol chief has said, we do not have operational control of the southern border. But you know who does? On the southern side of that border, it is the cartels. No one and nothing comes across that border without first going to the cartel. They're in control of that. They use technology to surveil our Border Patrol. And when they know that Border Patrol is in a certain area, they send individuals that way. And they send drugs and gangs and terrorists the opposite direction. So that is basically the framing of the border issue. Within that, we know that the cartels brought people from 176 different countries across the border last year. 98 terrorists in that group. So far this year, 69 terrorists have been apprehended. They've also apprehended dozens of gang members and dozens of convicted criminals that have been let out of jails. And now they're trying to come into the United States. And with all of this, you have China linking up with the Mexican cartels and they're manufacturing fentanyl. And as you said, the fentanyl crisis is out of control. We had 4,000 Tennesseans last year 
lose their life to fentanyl. And we know that the drugs, drug cartels, these drug runners, that they are pushing that into this country. One of the things that is so interesting to me, and I realized this recently when I was over at the EU doing some work, the fentanyl crisis is something that's fairly unique to the United States. A lot of European countries, they don't have the crisis that we have. It is very interesting. It seems like uh, China has figured out that this is something they can push through the cartels. Uh, it's the biggest killer of people 18 to 45 years old. It's the fastest growing killer of children under 18. Right. And the fentanyl crisis is one that, if you remember, we talked about the opioid crisis on our docu-series, The Hidden Crisis. You can go back and watch that. It's a five-part docu-series that we produced here at Palmetto Family, talking about how to recognize the issues and what the church is doing in South Carolina specifically to help curb this crisis. But at the end of the day, Senator, as you illustrated already, it, it, it's really incumbent on the person occupying the White House chair in the Big Oval Office who, and, and the people in the administration. When you have a secretary of Homeland that says, well, we don't have a problem, right. it appears that we obviously have an issue. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned China. For those who remember just a couple weeks ago, we are not far from the spot where the Chinese spy balloon was shot down and taken down. You're welcome, America. Again, South Carolina mm -hmm. takes care of you. But we have significant encroachment from the Chinese, from the Chinese Communist Party specifically. Right. Uh, Xi Jinping is meeting with both Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky this coming week, right. um, as we sit here recording on Saturday the 18th. It appears that China is really taking that role as a global leader and trying to snatch it away from the United States. Um, yes. You mentioned they're partnering with the cartels. What else, in your opinion and, and from your perspective, is China doing to encroach on American sovereignty, American ideals, and, and America's place on the global scale? Well, there's a couple of things there. And when you talk about the way they're partnering with other countries, what you have to do is look at China as the mainstay in what I call the new axis of evil, Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea. Okay. And China is the one that's keeping Russia afloat right now. They're buying their oil. Uh, they're helping Iran manufacture drones over in Russia. Uh, they've got North Korea sending rockets to the Russians, all to use against the Ukrainians. So they are really kind of the kingpin. But bear in mind, and Michael Pillsbury in his book, The 100-Year Marathon, covers this very well. China intends for the 21st century to be the China century. And we know that Xi Jinping is the most aggressive since now. And he's pushing their doctrine. One of the ways he is doing that is through the Belt and Road Initiative. This is their economic propaganda. And they go to countries and they say, look, uh, you're needing technology and you're needing roads to your port over here and you need to build this port out. We will finance improving that port for you and we will give you technology. Naturally. And um, that is where they get these countries indebted to them. Right. Of great concern to me is the fact that we're hearing of more countries in the Western Hemisphere 
who are beginning to cozy up to China and take the deal on the Belt and Road Initiative. And we need them. They've been our allies. And because our broken foreign policy under the Biden administration, right. now they're beginning to look at China. So I, I, I think you do have to look at that axis of evil and you have to look at this propaganda, the economic propaganda, the soft propaganda with Confucius Institutes and Confucius classrooms. And uh, the, then you also have to take into account what they're doing to carry out a genocide sure. against the Uyghurs, sure. what they've done to the Tibetans, the Mongolians, what they're doing to the Hong Kong freedom fighters. And um, you can't discount what they're doing to Taiwan and the Philippines right. and the Pacific Island nations. And specifically, let's go to what we're seeing in the United States with China right now. You mentioned a lot of different things. I, I want to circle in on the, um, the land grab, it appears, that's coming yes. from China. Farmland is being bought up at an at a, a exponential rate by the Chinese. That's right. Allowing them a foothold. Can you explain that right. a little bit? Yes, I will. And I actually had an amendment on the Defense Authorization Act that would have prohibited this. Every Republican voted for it. Every Democrat voted against it. Shocking. We're going to give them the opportunity to redeem themselves and support this because we do have legislation that would put that to a halt. Good. But China is trying to buy this farmland. They try to buy it in strategic spots near some of our critical infrastructure military posts, universities, power plants, hospitals, things of that nature. That's where they want to dig their tentacles mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. And really quickly, as we as we wrap this up, and we really appreciate the Senator's time before she hits the stage, this is, this is a unique kind of behind the scenes look as we have folks coming through uh, throughout the day. Senator, we're talking about the Biden administration, mm -hmm. and I can't I can't let any legislator get out of here without asking about the administration. So for you, when you are serving in the Senate and you have a former senator who's now the president of the United States, when you look at the current administration, what do you see? What I see is um, an administration that is given to being woke, and they're checking all the wrong boxes. Mm. Uh, they want diversity, equity, inclusion. They want environment, social justice, governance. Those are their priorities. It is not, how do we keep this nation free? Right. It is not, how do we abide by the rule of law? It is, how do we go from being a government abiding for the people to a government of the powerful, the well-connected, the elites, the rich, so that they have the power in governments. That is why it is so imperative that people become educated on the issues, that they think about these foundational premises that underpin us, mm -hmm. and that they register their friends to vote, and they get out and vote. Because really, at the end of the day, we had former Congresswoman Gabbard on a couple of weeks ago, and she mentioned this, and I think you would heartily agree. She was speaking with a, with a person in East Palestine, Ohio. And he said, I just don't know what we can do. This is because the president hasn't come. There's been right. seriously no help. There are Americans who are suffering here, health issues and the like, right. and economically too. And he says, I don't know what we can do. I guess the only thing we can do is vote. That's right. That's the difference. That's what it takes. And so that's why we're and here. Pray. And pray. Prayer helps too. Trust me. <laughs> Putting on this event, prayer helps quite a bit. 
And that's why it's so important that we have folks like Senator Blackburn, and again, we appreciate you so much being here with us in Charleston today, uh, to talk about the issues and why they matter and then what you can do about them. In this case, what you can do is you can, as the senator notes, you can pray and you can vote. And that's what's most important, whether it's dealing with the uh, open border in the South, the fentanyl crisis, which and the cartels, which, by the way, took the lives of four South Carolinians a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that it, it should hit home at this point. Or whether it's the encroachment of the Chinese Communist Party or, of course, the, uh, I can say this, the ineptitude of the Biden administration when it comes to can. handling when it comes to handling major issues. But, hey, as long as we know what pronouns to use and as long as we know that the vice president is wearing a certain color blazer, we're all good. That's my only snippy comment for this episode. <laughs> Senator Blackburn, thank you so much for joining us on the show and, and looking forward to hearing what you have to say at the lecture a little bit later on. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening again. Justin Hall saying so long on the fastest growing, strongest conservative talk show in South Carolina.